You're listening to Wholehearted with Jenny Muscatel, bringing you 10-minute wholehearted interviews with incredible guests to encourage you with the light and love of God. Join us each Monday by tuning in to www.christianmix106.com at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Jenny Muscatel, and you are listening to Wholehearted, where we have honest, faith-filled conversations with people whose lives have been impacted by congenital heart disease, or in short, CHD. Joining us today is Thomas Dahlborg, who has over 40 years of extensive healthcare leadership experience. Tom is a voice for love-centered care model, servant leadership, and quality and systems improvement. He is an internationally recognized speaker with expertise in health caring and amplifying positive childhood experiences. He is also a multi-award winning author, a father, husband, and a coach. Tom believes that at the end of the day, it is all about love and impact. Tom, thank you so much for joining us today, and thank you for all you do within the healthcare and bullying spaces. You are just a light to everyone around you, and I know that there's a personal mission behind that incredible work that you do. Can you tell us a little bit about where that comes from and how your faith plays a role in your day-to-day? Sure. First Corinthians 13, 13. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. It's really been amazing to me to see within healthcare the moving more and more away from love as healthcare is really focused on everything else and and incredibly important things like technology and pharmaceuticals and and all these evidence-based medicine. The research shows, if you look at the book Compassionomics, and if you look at Helen Rice's work out of Harvard around empathy, the research shows compassion, empathy, and we use those terms, the real word is love, Love has a profound impact on our mental, physical, emotional, and of course, spiritual health. Mm. And over the last 40 years being in healthcare and thinking about it, how can we bring love together, marry it with those other aspects of healthcare and really make things different and better? And in fact, I had read recently this healthcare senior leader had talked about the importance of compassion to drive economic gain. And I'm like, no, we're missing the message. Yes, compassion will lead to economic gain, but that's not why we should be compassionate. I love the phrase, love for love's sake. We should be compassionate for compassion's sake because we love all. We should be empathetic because we love all. We should love because we love all. And it really, I go back to that First Corinthians piece. I'm like, yeah, the greatest of these is love. And when we bring love into healthcare, you know, I use the term health caring. That's when we really elevate the game and we really set the stage for healing and well-being and better outcomes for all within the healthcare system, both the care team, doctors, nurses, and all the other amazing people, and of course, the patients and the families and the entire community. Yeah, it's really beautiful to look at it that way. And you yourself have had a cardiac event and an experience which puts you in this unique position where you're both on the health caring side of things, but you've also been a patient. What was that like for you in terms of, I guess, just what you went through personally and how your walk with God felt during that time frame, but also how that impacts the work you do? Yeah. Uh, I was not too pleased with God initially. Clearly, that was my own frailty. And I was scared. And I was told I'd never work again. I didn't know if I was leaving the hospital. I was all these things. And I remember one time I was uh, really not too happy with God. And God's telling me and 
medical committees tell me you have to stay in a, we had a two-story home, stay on the couch. You can't use stairs. You can't do all these other things. Mm -hmm. My bride who's a nurse was outside with one of her friends. And after, you know, I've been home for months and really living on a couch. And I said, I'll show you God. And I said, I'm going to walk up those stairs. And I not only made up the stairs, I said, I'll show you God. I'm going to work out because I'm not going to stay like this. And long story short, I shouldn't have. There were repercussions for that in many, many ways. And it was just a reminder to me that it's thy will be done. It's not my will to be done. And I knew God was still there regardless whether I was doing something that I shouldn't be doing or following doctor's orders or whatever it might be. And I remember this, uh, we call them warm fuzzies, my bride and I. And I remember we were holding each other during the, one of the toughest of times. And we both got this warm fuzzy, this, this feeling I call it God's breath or God's touch. Mm. And it was felt at a cellular level that God was with us. And it was just, again, a reminder, God telling us, I'm here. I'm here for you. And I'm going to help you. And his will be done. And he's going to be there every step of the way, no matter how hard it is, how painful it is, emotionally, physically, whatever it might be. And it was just this profound experience. And then lastly, it was during this time, and I do work in the, the stopping bullying space, as you know, and all this stuff is going on. And the aunt was this beautiful, amazing Christian woman and, and such a believer. And she didn't know. We weren't telling people what was going on. We should have been, but we weren't. And she calls up my bride and she says, are you okay? I see angels around your house protecting you. Mm. And it was just like, yeah, God's here. God's here. And it was just all these little reminders, no matter how mad we would get, God always said, I got you. Mm. And throughout the ordeal, God had us and he still has us. Isn't it amazing? I hear from a lot of people, you know, it, it's so common to feel so angry at God when something happens and to challenge. But also sometimes people can feel really alone and like God's far from them. But then God shows up in these ways that are unique, you know, in his communication to people, you know, through warm fuzzies or through the phone call that you get from your family member that says, I see angels around your house. And one thing also that you said that um, stood out to me, well, so much stood out to me, but one thing you said was, we weren't telling people, but we should have been. Can you expand on that a little bit? Absolutely. We had uh, recently moved to Maine from Massachusetts. We had very few family members there, although my aunt was there a few towns over. And when all this was happening, both the bullying of my son and my own health issue, we pulled into ourselves. My bride and I and our children and our pup just came together with God, even though we had some challenges there, some fights there. And we were just so devastated because when you get sick, and this has helped inform me as a healthcare leader, now, when you get sick, it's not just a physical illness, as we know. It's the the fear, you know, again, fear of dying. But quite frankly, that wasn't my number one fear. My number one fear was, who's going to take care of my family? Mm -hmm. You know, and we lived on the coast in this beautiful home. We decided we were going to sell and go into a smaller home. So if I die or can't work again, you know, we can afford it on my bride's salary as a nurse and, and these types of things. And, and we just, we wanted control. And we were trying to manage and manage and manage. And we did not have that bold faith to really reach out to our community of friends and family. And we didn't have that bold faith to even reach out to God as much as we should have. Because we were trying to do it ourselves. Because 
for lots of different reasons, no excuse, but part of it was we just didn't want to feel out of control. And we wanted to make sure that to the best of our ability, we were doing all we could. And I wanted to do all I could for my bride and our kids. And, you know, again, you learn every step of the way. If it was to happen again, we'd do things so differently. We'd rely on God. We'd be in that place of bold faith. And, and we'd be reaching out to family and friends and seeking support and love. Yeah. And what do you think would look different if you did do it that way? I think there'd be more peace in our own hearts. I think there'd be more peace, especially that faith in God and turning to God more and putting it in God's hands. And I remember Chrissy Witten talking about how she'd be on her knees and she'd be just crying and she'd feel God and, and was able to let go, let God, as they say. And I, I think there would have been a lot more of that. I think there would have been probably better thinking, speaking from a, the human perspective, of course, I think because we're in such a fear place, we've probably made a lot of bad decisions, including not reaching out to others. I think we would have been in far more peace and a lot of the ego stuff and some of these other things would have gone away. Well, I noticed it's a common theme. I've experienced it myself. A lot of people that I talk to experience it, which is when you are having a hard time, a lot of times that tendency is to say, I can do this myself. And it's also hard to accept help from other people. Also, there's a component sometimes when you're trying to pick up everything, you don't know what you might even need for help, but there is a way that God works through community as well. And when those guards come down and you can lay it at his feet, when you can allow him to work within your life, you just never know what might show up or what might happen. And he doesn't need that to work. He works anyway, you know, but, but how much more do we get to experience if we can just release and let go, but, but we hold on. That's exactly right. And that was part of the impetus for game face. We were putting our game face on and getting into action and doing our best under incredibly hard circumstances. Mm -hmm. And yet what we needed to do was set that aside for a bit and put our game faith on and trust God and trust that God had us and uh, be reminded of that. Like you said, he did anyways, but opening our hearts to really understand he was there. He was there all along and he was going to be there every step of the journey. That would have made all the difference in the world. Friends, that was Thomas Dahlborg with an incredible message of hope and light. Tune in next week for part two of this amazing discussion where we will talk about bold faith and the ongoing struggle of surrender. Thank you for joining us today on Wholehearted. And as always, thank you for listening to Christian Mix 106. Thank you for listening to Wholehearted. Remember to catch new episodes each Monday at 10 p.m., Eastern Standard Time on ChristianMix106.com. To learn more about Jenny, you can visit her website at JennyMuscatel.com.